Well, hello everyone and welcome to Celtic Preacher podcast number five. And today we are going to be looking at the need to get even. We're looking at paying back. I'll never forget what you did to me. Revenge comes in many forms, uh, some subtle, many subtle forms, some not so subtle. So today I'm going to be looking at a somewhat unusual passage in the New Testament. It's from Mark 6 and tells us a story about wicked King Herod's birthday party. Now, it's a story that ends up with John the Baptist's head served on a plate. Yeah, so it's a weird one. It's a strange one. Violent, uh, gruesome. This is the one that you've seen painted in, in, in many pictures in, in the museums. It's a, it's a gruesome one. And, uh, you know, the scripture certainly hasn't been cleaned up in any way, that's for sure. It's violent. There's a lot of violent stories, a lot of gruesome stories in the scripture. Because I think one of the reasons is that it's never been cleaned up is, is because the scripture is about God's interaction with people. And, as you know, down through time, People, we, find ourselves in violent messes. There are abusers, there are victims. Innocent people get hurt. Life is unfair. The good guy doesn't always have a happy ending, right? And the Bible reflects real life. So the story, the whole narrative of of Herod's wicked King Herod, uh, this is the one that you've heard in the Christmas story. The story of his birthday party actually seems really far removed from anything remotely relevant to us. But, and this will be no surprise, when you start to look at the motives of King Herod and his equally wicked wife, Queen Herodias, we find, when we look at these characters, we find, oh yeah, I recognize this. Someone in the story tells a piece of our story, or we know someone like one of the characters in the story, whether it's the king, whether it's the queen, whether it's John the Baptist, whether it's the the girl that doesn't even have a name, the victim. So John the Baptist, you know, Jesus said, cousin John, Jesus said, there's, there's nobody like him. There was nobody quite like him. Jesus said he was the greatest prophet that ever lived. And now, you know, it's not often that Jesus admires someone or at least says so that we have in the scripture. But he did say that. He said that John the Baptist was the greatest prophet that ever lived. Now, why did he say that? Why was John the Baptist so great in Jesus' eyes? Well, we don't really know for sure. But, uh, you know, when you look at, because we don't know the motives of why somebody says something, but when you look at John the Baptist's life, I think everyone would agree that he's a free spirit. He did his own thing. 
He was the kind of man that was absolutely true to his convictions, no matter what the cost. I mean, John was the kind of person that if you were offended by his convictions, that's just too bad. Because if he thought something was wrong, he'd say it. And if he thought that something was important and good and true, like Jesus, he, he wouldn't back down. He would say it. And he would put his life on the line for saying it. So he was very kind of guy that was always right out there. You'll know men and women like him. They say what is on their mind. You never have to wonder, you know, what they're thinking. They're very straightforward people. And John the Baptist was like that. He was very straightforward. Some people loved him. Some people feared him. He had quite a following in the before Jesus came on the scene. I mean, he was well-loved by people, had many disciples, followers, students. So some people loved him. Some people feared him. Queen Herodias, Herod's wife, absolutely detested him. And at this point in the story, she had managed to have John arrested and placed in the palace dungeon. Now, she hasn't quite persuaded her husband, King Herod, to give the order of, for execution. She tried, but he didn't want he didn't want to have John executed. And, and, she, and the queen had hated him for a long, long time, ever since John had had the nerve to publicly speak against her marriage, because John had made it very clear in his preaching, it's wrong what you're doing. Herod, you can't take your brother's wife and make her your own just because you have the power to do whatever you want to do. That doesn't mean it's okay. It's not okay. And God knows what you're doing, and it's not okay. So that was the way John was. Very, very straightforward. Well, of course, this uh, causes a lot of offense. Uh, Queen Herodias detests him, wants him dead. Herod, on the other hand, he, well, he didn't like to hear uh, John speak against him, but there was something about John the Baptist that Herod admired. And there was something about his, the way that John spoke, that the king actually liked to hear him teach. I mean, not to the point where he was going to actually change his ways and, and take it to heart, but there was something about his teaching that perplexed him, that shook him up a bit. And again, not so much that he was open to change, because he was a tyrant and he was a bully. But Herod knew that there was something about John, and no, he, he didn't want him executed. I mean, what if he truly was speaking for God? No, I will, I'll leave him in the dungeon, he's thinking. The queen, on the other hand, wants him dead. And she waits for the right opportunity to come along. And when the, the right opportunity came along, she seizes it. Sweet revenge prevent, presents itself at Herod's birthday party. So there they are, big birthday party in the palace overlooking the Dead Sea. Anyone who was anyone was there, the rich, the famous, the powerful, the ruling elite, 
the women were in one part of the palace while the men were being entertained by a young dancer, one of Herod's daughters, in another part of the palace. So this girl's dancing, and Herod is absolutely captivated with her. And he promises her anything in the world that her heart desires. He says, whatever you want, I'll give you whatever you want. I'm up to half of my kingdom, he says. Well, the girl's not sure what to say, so she runs off and asks her mother, Queen Herodias. She doesn't know what to do, right? Well, the queen knows exactly what she wants. She wants sweet revenge. It's payback time. And she says to her daughter, you ask for the head of John the Baptist. So the girl goes back to the king and she says, well, this is what I want. She says, I want the head of John the Baptist. And Herod, this bothers him. I mean, he's grieved, he's torn, but he's just made this rash promise in front of all the guests and he can't back down. He's too proud for that. And so the order's given and John the Baptist dies. And there the story ends. It's a horrible, gruesome ending to the story. His life ends that day. You think, what in the world? Why would that even be in this scripture? Why indeed, you know, but I'll tell you, this is a, this is a fine study on motivation. This is a fine study on what leads us. Why do we do what we do? Why do we say what we say? Why do we react? Why do we react the way we do? We can learn a lot from these characters. You know, um, Herod, of course, I mean, these characters are larger than life, but the energy that they embody is alive and well in us and in the world. You know, Herod, of course, he's driven by lust. He's motivated by desire. Uh, no matter what the price, uh, Herod is the kind of person that's like, I really don't care how it's going to affect you. I want it, so I will take it. Now, it's, he's extreme, right? Because uh, this is an, he, he's going to go to all lengths to secure what he wants. But this is fairly common. It's, this energy is fairly common. It's like it really doesn't matter how anybody in the family is affected or anyone in the workplace or in the business as long as the Herods of this world get what they want, that's what's important, right? I mean, it's like it's the, it's the opposite of being led by love. It's the opposite of being led by the Spirit, which is led by love. See, when you're led by love, you're always asking, well, okay, what is the best way for everyone here? It's always balanced by what is the, what is the best thing for everyone concerned here? It's not just about me, right? Herod is only, it's all about me. And Herod's, 
come in all shapes and sizes. You know, it's from the third grade bully can embody the Herod spirit to the, to the sweet looking elderly lady that demands her adult children cater to every whim. Yeah, that's the Herod spirit. To the teenager who insists life revolves round me in this family. You know, at some level, the Herod energy is, is I want it because I want it. So don't get in my way. Because I'll do whatever it takes to get my way. And I don't care who's hurt in the process. It's really the opposite of the way of love. It's the absolute opposite of the way of love. Because the way of love is always asking, what is best for the other? And that takes the lead. And of course, that doesn't mean that we say yes to every request and spend our lives trying to meet the expectations of others. Right? Because if we're, if we're living to meet the expectations of others, well, we're, we're not following Christ. We're following the expectation of others, right? But I think that in spiritual growth, it means that we get to the point in our spiritual lives where we can step back, we can assess, and wait until love leads. So Herod, just led by desire. Now, the wife, on the other hand, Herodias, she's led by a, a dark energy too, but it's different. She's led by, well, sweet revenge, right? It's getting even. It's all about getting even. Queen Herodias, I want him dead. Now, again, an extreme example. But I don't think that the urge to get even or the desire to pay back is that unusual. It's a very common, common struggle. Someone hurts you, someone threatens you, someone betrays you. Chances are that your thoughts are not all sweet and nice, right? So maybe we don't go as far as the queen, but there's other ways to pay back. There's other ways to pay back. There's other ways to never forget. I mean, gossip's a really common way, right? You hurt me. I'm going to tell the world, and they'll get my side of the story, which, of course, is going to be the true side, because it's mine, right? Gossip's an easy way for people to move into revenge. And how many kids are caught between unhappy parents? And they're used like a pawn. I mean, how many times have we seen this? The victims of revenge. Yeah, a very, very common. No, the, queen, the queen's energy is alive and well. Queen Herodias had to seek justice in her own way. Again, no regard for the leading of love, which never, ever leads in this direction. Payback is never okay in God's book, maybe because the hurt just goes on and on and on and never stops, you know? When the hurt goes on and on and on and never stops, 
chances are we're not walking in God's way. Right? Because that's why it just cycles on and on. Revenge, the need to get even, payback. Really perfectly natural when someone has hurt you or you don't trust them or you simply disagree with them. And it can be as subtle as a, a raised eyebrow at just the right time. Or it can be a word or an action that changes the course of somebody's life. Yeah, people don't get promotions because of revenge. People lose jobs. People don't get jobs because at some level, revenge is at work. Committee meetings move in particular directions because somebody isn't happy with someone else. Families get into power struggles because I'll, I'll never, I never did get over what you said to me last summer. Or I can't believe that you would spend that much without telling me. Or I don't care if she's your mother, you listen to her more than you listen to me. All these little things all fuel for little revenges here and there. So I think for many of us, it's not so much the big things that trip us up. You know, I mean, we don't wield the power of Queen Herodias. Most of us don't wield the power of Queen Herodias. So our revenge will be far subtler. I mean, I think that's why, I mean, I think that's why one of the reasons that Jesus said, you know, he said, when you pray, pray, uh, when you pray this prayer, pray, Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And I wonder if he put that line in there because he knew that revenge comes easy to many of us. I wonder if that's why he put that line in the Lord's Prayer. Forgive us our sin. Because he knew. It's going to be very easy for you to Stay in this place of wanting to get even and, and be justified and be right. Let it go. Let it go. So in this narrative, we've seen, we've seen King Herod driven by desire. He's the one. I want it because I want to get out of my way. We've seen the queen driven by sweet revenge. Now, what about Cousin John? What do we learn from Cousin John? Cousin John, what a sad ending to his life. I mean, here's a man, he did what was right. He spoke the truth. He stood by his convictions, and yet he suffers for it. Where is the lesson? Does that still happen today? Can you suffer when you are right? Can you be mistreated? Can you be persecuted? Can you be misunderstood for telling the truth? And we know the answer, right? We know the answer to this, yes. You know, John the Baptist wasn't content to keep quiet. It just wasn't who he was. He wasn't willing to compromise. I think this is why Jesus loved him so much. He, he wasn't willing to keep the peace at any cost. This takes tremendous courage. It takes courage to stand by what you believe to be true 
when you know you might suffer in some way. It takes tremendous courage to be misunderstood. Again, most of us will not lose our life for being faithful to what is true and good, but it's entirely possible and quite common to be misunderstood for standing up for what we believe to be true and just saying, no, I can't do this. When everyone else says, why not? Speaking what is true. How about speaking what is true in the family setting? I think one of the most difficult settings to speak the truth is in the family setting because you have to live with these people in some way, right? It's like, oh boy, is it worth it? Is it worth it for me to stand up and be true here when I know the hassle that it's going to cause? Or in the work setting, what if I lose my job? Or even with my friends at times who think, who have different views. It's so easy to compromise ourselves, just to ease the tension. In any group, in any uh, community setting, in a marriage, in our, with our partner, sometimes the temptation is to just go along rather than stand by our convictions. Oh, we lose ourselves in that. We really do. We lose ourselves. You know, when we choose to follow uh, Christ, we're always going to be asked to follow the path of truth. Certainly not easy. Sometimes the last thing that we would want to do because we're thinking, oh, well, what is the cost here, you know? What's the cost? But that's the call. I mean, that's what Jesus said. This is the way that leads to abundant life. This is where you'll find yourself. This is where you'll find abundant life. It's like grow up into your true self. It's like standing on your own two feet, making courageous decisions. Not necessarily the easy way, but it's when you come to the realization, you know what? I don't want to be, I don't want to live any other way. I don't want to be led by revenge. I don't want to be led by my life being, it's all about me and what I want. You know, my heart cry is, let, let me learn the way of courageous love. No matter what the cost, let me learn the way of courageous love. Let me live without regret, moving forward in truth. Well, there's the prayer this morning. There's the prayer. Thank you for joining me. You have been listening to Celtic Preacher. And we've been looking at motives. We've been looking at why we do what we do. And the prayer is, uh, well, we want to do things for the right reasons, right? We want to say things for the right reasons. We want to get in or get out of relationships for the right reasons. We want to be led by love. Show us your way. Show us your way. Thank you for joining me. Join me again next week for another episode of Celtic Preacher.